Welcome to Truth or Lie, a podcast where we look into known spectacles, psychological facts, true crime cases, and basically everything else you can think of. As mentioned in the podcast description, each chapter consists of three episodes, two based on real facts and one entirely fictional. Chapter 5, Episode 1, Tragedy of the Old Christians Rugby Team. Trigger warning, this episode is about the Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571 and features sensitive topics like death and cannibalism. The horrific event has gained the interest of many people over the world, with documentaries on it and even a Netflix movie with the name of Society of the Snow, which has come out recently in October 2023. On October 13, 1972, the Old Christians Rugby Club of Montevideo, Uruguay, with 19 team members and 21 friends and family of the players, along with five crew members, boarded the Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571 to go to a match in Santiago. The weather of the Andes had not improved by the morning of the trip, although it was predicted to clear up by the early afternoon. On Friday, October 13, the pilot delayed the departure and took off from Mendoza at 2.18 p.m. The aircraft was considered to be underpowered by other pilots, and clouds were crowded around the mountains. Their position was radioed to Malagua Airport at 3.21 p.m. The co-pilot, Lieutenant Colonel Dante Hector Lagurara, believing that the aircraft had already flown over Curco, began descending towards the area he thought was Pudahuel Airport in Santiago. Following that, quote, he began to climb until the plane was nearly vertical and it began to stall and shake, unquote. The passengers were all terrified when the aircraft's ground collision warning went off. The pilots used all of their strength to climb over the glaciers, cirques, 4,200 meter high southern crest. The plane struck the mountain two or three times according to eyewitness reports and evidence found at the scene. At around 3.34 p.m., the plane struck a mountain crest, losing both of its wings and the tail. The remaining body of the aircraft crashed into ice at an estimated speed of 350 kilometers slash hours through sliding through a glacier. The site of the crash is in the remote Andes Mountains of western Argentina, east of the border with Chile. Three of the crew members and nine passengers immediately lost their lives, with many others following shortly after due to the extreme weather conditions and sustained injuries. Despite the efforts of search and rescue teams for eight consecutive days, the white remains of the aircraft remained camouflaged in the snow and could not be detected by any of the rescue aircrafts overflowing the site, unfortunately causing the efforts to be called off with no success. The survivors were alone in the cold wilderness for 72 days following the crash, running out of food and having to face the freezing cold as well as avalanches, which led to the death of 13 more passengers. The remaining 28 survivors attempted to create some sort of shelter by removing broken seats, other debris, and luggage. The temperature dropped down to minus 30 degrees Celsius in the following days, and they lacked any sort of equipment required for those conditions, such as medical supplies, cold weather, clothing, or food. On the 11th day, the survivors, through an improvised antenna and a small transistor radio, heard the terrifying news that the search for them had been called off. Eight more people were killed, and the remaining survivors were almost buried when an avalanche slammed the wreckage of the plane on the 17th day, where they were seeking shelter. On November 15, four people embarked on an adventure into a nearby valley in hopes of locating assistance. 
They were compelled to turn around, but not before discovering the destroyed plane's tail, which included comic books and a modest supply of food and medication. Even though they rationed the food, it only lasted for a week. In total, they scraped together eight chocolate bars, three tiny jars of, jars of jam, a tin of mussels, a tin of almonds, a few dates, some candies, dried plums, and several bottles of wine. Following the drain of their food sources and being trapped under the blizzard, the remaining passengers had to resort to eating parts of the bodies of their deceased companions. Having learned from the first expedition's failure that climbing the mountain to the west would be the only way to reach help, the survivors made a sleeping bag out of airplane insulation for Canessa, Nando Parado, and Antonio Vizintin, who were selected for the second expedition. Prado and Conesa undertook a strenuous three-day ascent to reach the summit, where they discovered they were higher up in the mountains than they had initially thought. Their presumption that they were near Curicó, Chile, was founded on the same navigational error that had initially caused the crash. Prado and Conesa trekked for nine more days, certain they would die along the way. Eventually, they followed a river into a valley where they were able to receive assistance. They led two Chilean Air Force helicopters to the crash site after being rescued by a local muleteer, and from there, half of the survivors were evacuated on December 22, and the others on December 23. 25 of the passengers have survived to this day, and Nando Parade and Roberto Canessa were actually actively involved in the production of the Netflix movie. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can check out its Instagram account at Truth or Lie Pod for extra materials and announcements regarding upcoming episodes. See you next week.